Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. The long COVID clinic that's run by Professor Jack Lambert, the Matter Hospital in Dublin, is due to shut down at the end of this month and it's all over a lack of funding. And many people who attend the clinic, patients, long COVID sufferers, we've talked to many of them here in the show previously, feel that they've now been forgotten just because simply the the real COVID story as we knew it over the past two years is not to the fore anymore. And if you're a COVID, a long COVID sufferer, I'd like to chat to you on the show. You can give us a call. It's 1800 453 106. That's the number. John is with us, though, on the line in County Meath. John, what's your reaction to the closure now of the clinic at the matter? Well, uh, uh, sorry, Andrew. Uh, Thanks for having me on. Mm. Um, Very frustrating. It's very, uh, well, it is annoying to start with because you see people going around now, they've no masks or nothing on them now and they, as far as everybody's concerned, it's gone and if I was, I'm I'm sure I could be one of those people myself because I don't wear a mask either or anything like that, but my wife is, she's been putting up with this now for oh, more than two years now at this stage It's your wife as long COVID, John, yeah, is my She's wife, the patient. And, yeah, she's the patient like and the, the sad part about it is, is that she actually works in the matter so she was in the, at the cold face of it when this was at its worst. And the thing is, is that uh, like the HSE, the government, the health minister, the people, they just wanted these people to keep coming in and work and deal with this thing head on when no one knew how to how to deal with it. And some of, like there's more people than my wife. There's hundreds of them in the matter that they, through no fault of their own, ended up suffering with this and it's like my wife was saying we only we actually only discussed this the other night at home with friends of ours is that for years for for the first year or two even and for the last six months or more to her people it's an invisible thing that you look at my wife she looks perfectly healthy until she has to do something that's strenuous like my wife was a, a marathon runner and thankfully through the incredible work that has been done with uh, uh, Professor Lambert. My wife mm. went back, to, like after 18 months, she went back and she ran. Now, she didn't do it in any great time, as she said herself. She ran a half marathon. It's her first thing she's really done that's uh, getting her back to where she was. In 18 months. And in, in 18 months, yeah, like my wife has ran seven marathons and uh, raised thousands of euros for charity and this was her big thing. She just, she's been pushing and pushing and pushing and with the encouragement from Professor Lambert in the matter, the, the COVID clinic and with the encouragement from the other people that are there too, they they encourage each other and they help each other and they, I don't know, they get each other through because yeah. no one seems to, to acknowledge it and like, like you're talking about a lack of funding there and they seem to be able to find billions to, to, shovel into a black hole over in the children's hospital and they can't find a few million to help these people help my and wife d- d- Tell us about your wife John how did long Covid affect her? Like how is she still affected from it we'll say now well, 18 months on Well because she works in the hospital they work long shifts they work 13 and a half hour shifts in there and like when my wife will come home in the evening his most evenings my wife will be home 
around eight or half eight in the evening after starting, leaving the house at half six in the morning. And by by nine o'clock or half nine, she has to go to bed because there's no energy left. This is coming from somebody who would have come home from work, put on her running gear and gone for a training run of eight miles or 10 miles in an evening and come in and sat down and had a conversation with people in the house mm. for an hour or so after that. Okay. No problems at all. Now, like she's getting back there, but it's it's been long, it's been tough. It's been hard on her. Mm. And it's, it's hard on our family to watch her deal with this. And through through the, like the, now I know there is an element of experimentation and what they're trying to do to help these people. To, to get through it but it's very frustrating Yeah it's a lot it's been certainly a, a long process then but by the sounds yeah, of it yeah. and what benefit then you know, would you notice um, or would your wife notice John I suppose from attending the clinic the, 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 the long Covid specialist well, unit If you were to put it in a nutshell the psychological benefit on its own is just incredible like for her she she would come home from that clinic like she she comes home on, on an evening after she's been in there and it's like um, it's like she's been given an energy boost because she's in there listening to people and talking about the issues because she can't discuss them with me because I don't understand it because I have I don't live with it. I'm watching somebody who is living with it, but I don't have to deal with it myself on a personal basis. And there's hundreds of people in there dealing with it. There's thousands go to the clinic and they, they're able to, um, even if it's a realisation of well, mine isn't as bad as yours, mm. or this is how I dealt with this, and this is how I got through that. Help, they help each other, and then Professor Lambert is there with the advice, with the, you know, like, let's try this, let's try that. And it's true that experimentation has got my wife to where she is now, which is, was frightening what she was dealing with from the very start. Gronya's on the line as well, John. Gronya, you're also a long COVID sufferer. Um, what benefit do you get from the clinic? I'm just trying to get a sense of how important the unit is. Well, I'm on a, a contrast level because I'm still waiting to get into the clinic. So I've been two and a half years with long COVID and um, something to do with like across the water where your GP can like send you or refer you. So there's an issue in that regard. And now when they're closing, then I don't know where the hell I'm going to go because all I, I've been sent to is a respiratory clinic in Conley who isn't a long COVID specialist specifically. And I've been left with the regards that they just keep telling me there's nothing they can do for me, but they refer me out and I'm still waiting. So now I've got the concept of, okay, now they're going to close that. So now what, what am I going to do and who am I going to see and how am I going to get any better? Because it's got nothing. Like listening to her story and being able to go back running 18 plus months or after having been able to do marathons, I have to, had to quit complete training and exercise in September and was unable to eat since September properly, like sometimes having to fast 13 hours because now my digestive system has started to shut down. So my fear is if they shut that down and we already don't have enough clinics as it is, we don't have enough treatment as it is, then what's going to be my future? Gronje, you're a triathlete, is that right? I was, yeah. Yeah, I talked to you on the show before, actually, now, yeah. 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 This had a huge impact on you. Yeah, it's devastating, absolutely devastating. And it's probably the worst it's been for me mentally at this stage because I can't understand listening to the advice that I've been asked to do, like just rest, just pace. And I've been the sickest I've ever been since September. 
like with digestive system shutting down, with um, being sick constantly. I had COVID again then in October, despite living like a hermit. And uh, since then, I've just had either chest infection or I've had swollen glands or I've had chronic inflammation and horrific sleep. So, yeah, I don't know what I can say for anyone, but it's just for me, it's devastating to know that a clinic is shutting when we don't even have enough as it is. And have you had any information, you know, like as to where where you'll go or who will see you or what specialist? Like, is there any any communication? It seems to be such a blocker and such a discommunication between <clears throat> GPs and hospitals. Like, when I went to my GP the last time, she's like, okay, where will I refer you? They still don't have a clue what they're supposed to, to, to do or the protocol for dealing with somebody with long COVID. So I have to do my research and then go back to the GP and say, this is what's like the advice that I'm being given by other long COVID uh, people suffering. Or I end up in the respiratory clinic and I'm still waiting. I was with them in September and I'm still waiting for a referral. So like I got the referral, but I still haven't been given a letter to say my appointment is this, this date and at this time, I still haven't got that letter. And so, sorry, was that was that appointment due to be at the Matter Clinic? Um, yeah, that's why I'd asked for. I'd asked for Jack Lambert, like so. Okay. I haven't heard anything back. No, nope. and like I, I have another appointment in the Western Clinic only for them to tell me there's nothing they can do. Do you feel sort of forgotten about Grania and all of this? Like, I feel found... forgotten. I feel failed. I feel like I don't. You don't matter. And then that's where the mental part comes in because if I don't matter enough for them to try and help people, then maybe I should just quit. Or maybe I should just walk away. You know, like, this isn't my life. I hate this life. You know, and I didn't want to get upset on this, but this is the reality of the situation. Mm. I'm 32 years of age. I got this when I was 30, 31 years of age. And my life has deteriorated each year or each week or each month. You know, I got little ups and downs when I was trying to train. And there was little windows where I thought I was getting better. And it was just absolutely soul destroying to actually just relapse completely and got my symptoms just getting worse each time that I relapse you know I don't I don't talk to people I avoid people now because the question is oh are you back training are you back racing you know and I, I am and I'm worse and you know you feel like such a, a Debbie Downer or such a, a negative person if you to tell them the reality or the truth of your situation but like that was as John was saying like nobody really truly understands it unless they're living that life of literally living like like you're on a hamster wheel and there's just no change in it unless little kind of situations where like I'm sleeping sometimes trying to sleep 10 hours a day and I'm still waking up wrecked like it doesn't make any sense absolutely no sense I'm on zero medication medication to try and allow me to eat without walking around like I have a five month baby in my belly because my body just won't digest the food anymore and it's all down to I'm not not trying to just train anymore I'm actually just trying to live some sense of quality of life at this stage And are you, are you back working, Grania, at the moment? No, I have to leave my business. I have to shut my business. And then I have no sense of income because I can't sustain the, the, the kind of type of work that I was doing. So I had changed my job as a sports massage therapist to try and be able to train full-time as an athlete. So now I have to go, I'm going to go try go back to design, but I'm absolutely breaking it. In, so if I haven't got the energy levels or the concentration levels to, to reach the expectations of what they want, and not only that, my confidence levels are on the floor because I just, I don't feel like myself anymore. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, so I've no sense of income at this at this present moment and only for the people around me. Like, I'm, I'm doing all right and that's 
literally is. Granny, it's very tough. I, I didn't I didn't realise the the extent of the impact that this has had on you know on on, on you and your 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 entire livelihood, like your life, everything is. 33 years of age and you got COVID then in the early days then it must have been in 2000. 2020. Yeah, 2020, 2020 yeah. before and I'll highlight this about for a thousand times for all the people listening, all the anti-vaxxers, it was prior to a, a vaccine rollout. It was 100% from when I got COVID. I got COVID and then got sick with COVID and then it was just a complete knock-on effect from that. So this is, and my, my story, I'm not even the worst. I've, I was in the Oireachtas there for the motion debate for, for long COVID and the acknowledgement mm. of long COVID and to try to get us funding for long COVID. And the people I'm sitting beside, they're in a wheelchair now. You know, this person's in a wheelchair, can barely breathe properly. Another person I know doesn't even leave their house, you know, and it's just the reality and the impact people don't even know. Like, we, we, we look all right. And then that's great if you can wear some makeup and you can cover up your black eyes that you just have from now on from suffering chronic fatigue. And... Like, people are just not seeing, ah, oh, she looks grand, you know, or I went away there in Paris for a little break and I was so sick the last day and have been sick since then. And people think, oh, she's away, but there's such a knock-on effect if you just try to do something normal mm. or you try and, you know, just actually participate in normal day life. It's it's interesting, Gronje, when you talk about the, the acknowledgement, you know, that there is of long COVID um, and yet the specialist unit that we have for it that has been headed up by, by Professor Jack Lambert that we all you know, know know so much about since the entire COVID pandemic and the fact that now the funding isn't being made available to keep it going and it's going to, you know, due to shut at the end of the month. Like it has to be just devastating news for, for you and, and for so many others that were hoping to get in, you know, through the doors of it. Yeah, and just even all the work that people are doing. These people are suffering, like myself, with like day-to-day chronic illness and, and they're trying to advocate for it and trying to actually get people to believe it without even having the support in themselves. So they're exhausting themselves even just trying to get it acknowledged, not 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 even to just try actually mm. get an appointment. You know, so it's just, it's been such a battle and they're already behind as it is. I know. So I just think that um, Stephen Donnelly has a lot to answer for. I, I, I just discussed it, even the extent of how chronic our, our, our actual health sector is across the board, not even in just our section. And I think he has a lot to answer for. I think of another caller on the line on this. Gronje, listen, mind yourself because you've really, you've had like a terribly tough time of it um, and just like, I know the, you can hear it in your voice or the impact it's it's had on you. It ha- it's absolutely heartbreaking and John, your, your wife as well. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We were talking to Gronje and John there in the past few minutes about living with long COVID and the fact that the specialist unit run by Professor Jack Lambert at the Matter Hospital in Dublin is due to shut at the end of this month due to a lack of funding. And I've just been asking people to get in touch today. If you're a long COVID sufferer, what does this mean for you? You can text us on 53106. Patricia is on the line. Patricia, you are living with long COVID, but I believe you got treatment in France. Is that right? Uh, yeah, hi Andrea. How are you? Um, I live in France since a few years. Sorry, my voice because uh, my vocal cord is actually has been highly affected with long COVID, okay. and at the moment it's it's acting up. <laughs> 
So, yeah, I've been, I was badly hit by uh, COVID in March 2020. And initially at the start, it was hard to get treatment because like for everybody, it was a new illness. But I was lucky to, uh, where I live in Montpellier in the south of France, um, one of the first clinics opened. So I got, uh, even though I had pushed for a lot of testing myself because I had respiratory problems and uh, vocal cord problems, so I had gotten the help I needed. But when in January 2021, when I finally got to meet this uh, long COVID uh, specialist who is now uh, like responsible for long COVID, uh, saying the likes of the HEC, he, he's head of setting up all different clinics now. And um, once I got in contact with him, it was fantastic because, you know, I felt listened to and... Uh, it was really, uh, you know, opened a lot of mm. ways as well. I got mm. a lot more, a lot more tests like the TEP scans in English. Sorry, they're PET scans that um, Professor Lambert has talked about that they don't do in Ireland, basically on the brain to do to see about the cognitive issues. Um, I've always had physiotherapy, and in this, you know, September two thousand and twenty-one, I went into a card card. Oh, cardiovascular okay. rehabilitation clinic. Um, it was fantastic because I met so many long COVID patients and all that. But uh, to do exercise and all that, uh, you know, it wasn't good. It had a negative impact uh, physically because they know now uh, research and all that. We suffer with post malice effort. Um, if we do too much, it has an impact and it can knock us so much. So we have to be so careful with everything we do. And um, last this summer, the summer gone, I was in a neurological rehabilitation clinic for six weeks. I used to go twice a week and that was really specific to, you know, trying to build up a physical effort. But we realized I couldn't because even if I do five minutes of exercise, my oxygen levels drop. So since last February, I knew I only had 60% exchange of oxygen in my muscles and my uh, tissues. So I, I have hypoxia all the time, basically. I'm lacking in oxygen all the time, so I have two oxygen machines at home. And when I went to this neurological clinic, it really became apparent that the minor efforts that I did, uh, the oxygen levels dropped, like, drastically. Mm. So, um, and then I was actually, I had tests as well with a neuropsychologist. And even though I knew I had issues, it was, you know, it was a big bang to, to, you know, she made me understand. She said, you have an invisible disability. And I had to come to terms with that even because when they're saying it here, you know, it's it's hard. But I have a fantastic support. So I have all this, like, I go to a speech and language therapist now twice a week and I do cognitive training. She explained to me what was going on in my brain. She explained how they were going to help me. You know, they yeah. they give you a bit of hope it's, even though. It's incredible, Patricia. I mean, to yeah. listen to the, you know, the, the difference in in the um, the treatment and the follow-up treatment that you've had in France by comparison to Grania, who we were chatting to a few oh, moments ago, it's, and Grania can't, hasn't even got into the clinic yet. She hasn't even got an appointment. Yeah, no, it's, I've been a part of the, long COVID, the Irish Long COVID group since June 2020. So I've really been uh, involved in everything that they've done and, you know, helping them advocate. And, like, uh, clearly it's been devastating for them because... Mm. What's most important is, is to have support. And I think in Ireland, what's been, you know, really terrible, the government have never stood up once and said, acknowledged publicly that long COVID 
is an actual illness or, you know, a chronic, uh, you know, that people have actually been, their livelihoods, they're disabled now, like, you know, and these are strong words, but unfortunately it's the reality. People's lives have been taken away from them. And, but they've never stood up and acknowledged it, whereas here in France, like, I mean, the president, he went into a long COVID clinic. I'm recognised, my illness is recognised as a long-term illness uh, since April 2021 and they backdated to March 2020. So basically everywhere I go, I don't have to pay anything and everything is taken, you know, in long COVID. So you have this recognition and you're not trying to um, prove yourself every time. And when I went to a neuropsychologist in this clinic, there was never a mention of anything being psychological. It was really like she explained to me what happens in my brain, like, you know, and in my body. And it's just when you hear what's going on in Ireland and they're trying to close this clinic, it's like, seriously, it's it's unbelievable. It's really, it's like, I just can't get my head around it. You know, I know they did have it, and Gron, you mentioned it there. You talked to the the committee meeting that took place. I think it was just during yeah. the summer, actually. You know, looking at the effects um, of long COVID and patients here, and I suppose the provision of care as well. But like this particular specialist unit at the Matter Hospital, um, yeah. that's what's expected to close now at the end of the month. And Jack Lambert, who's the the head there, the professor of it, you know, says it's, it's all down to a lack of funding. They need to find another yeah. stream, basically, to to keep it going. Um, and he's actually now issued an appeal to the Taoiseach to, to row in on this and to help. Um, he feels he's been ignored. I was reading there this morning by, by the health minister uh, on the issue. But, like, it's the long-term effect of this, you know, on so many people, Patricia. Like, there's loads and loads of texts coming in now from listeners. This text says, I feel so sad listening to the discussion in long COVID today. I got and still have severe tinnitus after getting COVID last March. I'm fully vaccinated. I've got no help from any medical professionals. I feel totally let down. Um, Edin Cork has suggested, Grania, if you're still still there, to contact uh, Sean Boylan at the Dunboyne Herbal Clinic. He might be able to help you out, according to Ed. Clara says, let the stories be a warning to anyone who's living, um, who's living and thinks that COVID doesn't exist. Listening to your callers today is a reminder that people need to take action. Um, more suggestions coming in again for, for Gronya. We might actually touch base Gronya with you off air, which is some of the suggestions that have come in here from listeners. Uh, lunchtime live at newstalk.com. That's the email address if you want to get in touch with us. Listen, Patricia, mind yourself and, and thank you for joining us there on the programme today. As I said, Patricia is in France, Gronya and uh, John there also as well. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.